Welcome to another podcast from the Rotary and Community Services Radio Show, which is now in its 12th year. Our show is heard every Friday between 6 and 8pm on Community Radio Station 94.1 FM 3WBC and is also streamed live on the World Wide Web at www.3wbc.org.au. Here is a recorded interview, first played on the 27th of July 2018 by Ian Salick with Mark Stevens of Rotary District 9800. Mark is the Chair of Humanitarian Grants, both district and global, and Chair of the Melbourne Rotary Multidistrict Conference to be held in February 2019. This is 94.1 FM 3WBC, the voice of the Inner East, and you're listening to the Rotary and Community Services Radio Show with Ian Salick right through until 8 o'clock tonight. It's now a great pleasure to welcome to the program a committed, very hard-working Rotarian who not only puts in enormous, valuable hours to Rotary, but maintains a continuing practice in medicine as a gastroenterologist. True to the saying, if you want something done, ask a busy man or woman. Benjamin Franklin was credited with saying that. In Rotary, Mark Stevens is that man. He is Chair of Humanitarian Grants, both district and global, in District 9800. He is the Chair of the Multi-District Conference that will be held in Melbourne in February next year. And as if his Rotary life wasn't busy enough, he is married to Bronwyn Stevens, who this year is the highly respected District Governor of District 9800. He will accompany Bronwyn to the 65 clubs as she undertakes her official club visits, plus many, many more club and district functions. Tonight, we're going to find out about the man and his Rotary Association and work. And importantly, I'm going to ask Mark to give us some insights into his planning of what will be a first in Australia of the multi-district conference in the form that it will be. Mark Stevens, a very warm welcome to the 94.1 FM 3WBC microphone. Thank you, Ant. It's a pleasure to be here. And it's great to have you here too, Mark. Always enjoyable to be speaking with you. Mark, uh, let's start off by asking you when you first became aware of Rotary and what was your motivation to join in the first place? Well, I think as you people would have heard when Bromman was interviewed, her father was heavily into Rotary for many, many years and I think he was the genesis of both of us joining Rotary and I um, guess I resisted for a little while because I was working, but I actually went to a conference in Launceston in 2009 and that really opened my eyes to what Rotary does and I guess what Rotarians do and who they are and what our district does. So later on that year, I was inducted by Bronwyn as she was, when she was president of that club. And that club was? Melbourne South. Melbourne South. You've gone on to another club. Yeah, yes. And that club is? Brighton North. And tell me what projects did you get initially involved in at Melbourne South and then projects at Brighton North? Well, initially in Melbourne South, um, one of the things about a small club is often members become president fairly quickly. So I was actually president between 
2012 and 2014, so two years in a row, which I think is not a bad thing for a small club. Um, I think one of the good projects I was involved with was we tried to set up a farmer's market in Elba Park, um, in well, Fitzroy Street, St Kilda. Um, the problem with lots of clubs, particularly small clubs, is their fundraising projects that they've got. Most rely on Bunnings barbecues, but we wanted to sort of create something that could involve members of all persuasions within the club and something that brought in more than just a minimal amount of money. And that's what we tried to do and we really spent oh, probably two years to do it. It was good fun, it was a lot of work, and I think it was fundraising as well as fundraising. But unfortunately it, it sort of didn't work out essentially I think because a lot of people around St Kilda, well that area anyway, live in apartments and don't cook and go out. So um, that was a major project I was involved with in Melbourne South. Um, also I was involved really in the back end of World of Difference with Bronwyn. I moved to well, you better tell us about World of Difference. World what of, is World of Difference? World about? of Difference <laughs> is a project where essentially we take people to countries in Southeast Asia, principally Cambodia, um, to really open their eyes as to what goes on and, and identify projects and do some project work. And what's particularly happened, which I think is great, as a result of going to Cambodia, many clubs in our district mm. have done wonderful things with the aid of global grants. And we also do schoolies trips, which I haven't been involved with, but Robin and my son, William, has led two trips where instead of going to the Gold Coast, school children of year 11 or 12, year 11 mainly, go to Cambodia do some project work and again it opens their eyes and really shows them exactly how good it is to be an Australian and how well they, off they are. And of course Mark, those trips do lead Rotarians to make a difference in Cambodia by the sorts of things that they help to provide and do with uh, their own handiwork. They do, yeah. It's a, it's a fantastic idea and I know it's very, very big in Rotary. How many trips have you done there? Personally, only I think I've been on three. And how many I trips overall would, would have occurred I, under the World of Difference auspices? Fifteen to member, my memory. A, a, wonderful, a wonderful effort. So you have done that at the Rotary Club of Melbourne South and then yep. you moved to the Rotary Club of Brighton North. Yep. And I know District Governor Bronwyn, your wife has stayed at, uh, at uh, Melbourne South, but you've moved to Brighton North. What have you continued to do there personally? Well, in that club? Because I'm heavily involved in district, I haven't really been able to do a lot at Brighton North. I've only been a member for two years and really I moved there because Melbourne South was a small club. Brighton North have over 50 members. I want to keep connected with a club, but Brighton North don't really need me to be involved in a hands-on sort of fashion. Well, you're doing some very major work with district and we may as well take the opportunity of talking about that now because as I said in the introduction, you are the district 9800 chair of humanitarian grants. So what is that 
uh, involving, Mark? Well, I've been chair of uh, grants for, this is my third year coming up, it tends to be a, th a three year position because of the complexity of it. What happens is Rotary has a foundation, a charity called the Rotary Foundation, where clubs and individuals give money. It is Rotarians or should be Rotarians charity of choice. Essentially it should be, I think, in my mind, because it's a top rating, the top rating charity in the world. 5% of the funds actually only, are only used on administrative um, costs. Rotarians pick the projects and Rotarians administer the projects. So it makes great sense, I think, for Rotarians and clubs to give money to our foundation. And Rotarians do hands-on work in a lot of those projects as well. So they it's do. not a matter of money giving, it's a matter of operating hands-on operation, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Mark, uh, please just give us a bit of a, an insight into the sorts of grants. I know we won't uh, go into the mechanics of the grants, but there are a number of grants that operate, are there not? Yeah, our, our foundation has basically district grants and we have global grants. As far as district grants, which is really my domain, they we get a, an amount of money which in our district is around about $100,000 to distribute to clubs to carry out projects either at a local community level. Uh, we offer a dollar for dollar subsidy to those clubs or at an international level involving an international partner somewhere across um, the world and in those grants we give 50 cents to the dollar provided by the club. We also for local community grants introduced a um, essentially a small value scholarship of a thousand dollars a year for children who or teenagers who enter year 11 whose parents or they are financially or otherwise disadvantaged and who if they didn't receive say some monetary support wouldn't continue either year 11 years 11 and 12 and hopefully to further education after that the administration of the grants is one thing but it is those outcomes that are most important uh, you may care to mention some more outcomes. What are some more outcomes of the, the local community grants? Well, um, I think the types of grants, well, firstly, the types of grants we favour um, putting forward are essentially those that involve Rotarians in, in doing the work. Um, we see it as a way of keeping particularly new Rotarians involved in a club uh, again, you join Rotary to help, and unless you do so, I think you quickly lose interest in Rotary. Yes, you keep them connected and yeah. busy. The sort of outcomes, <laughs> I think, with, like, for example, I, we haven't seen the outcomes yet of the scholarship project, but we hope it does keep um, kids in school for a longer period of time and furthers their education. Some of the grants that clubs do are simply renovating playgrounds in, in schools. I think that connects them with the local school and hopefully, again, other youth projects our district does. Um, 
other projects such as what we do is collect hearing aids that have been superseded. Somebody's bought a new hearing aid and we get those hearing aids arranged for them or help clean them, renovate them um, and then distribute them to people who just can't afford the thousands of dollars that having a hearing aid involves. Global grants, uh, tell us something of well, those please. Global grants again, <coughs> my role there is and our district's foundation grants committee's role is to help get the global grants which are administered by the Rotary Foundation from America. They are large projects that are meant to be and are in fact impactful is the word. They have to involve a project that over $35,000 Australian. There's a variety of ways of getting them and I think one particular grant that takes my, has been, I've been particularly proud of that it is going now is a grant that's in, started off in one club in our district and has spread to five clubs and essentially the money that's been contributed by our clubs is over a hundred thousand dollars. It's been matched by foundation by about another seventy thousand dollars. The project is taking place in Timor-Leste and involves water tanks and toilets and water and sanitation in an area of Timor-Leste where this, this, these facilities aren't available. And I think the reason I like it is because it actually involves Rotarians volunteering to go across there to Timor-Leste and they see the impact of their um, foundation um, donations. The volunteers don't get paid because they need special expertise to be paid by the grant, but out of their own money, they're going across and they're witnessing the power of the foundation and the power of what this can do. And they're helping to build those facilities, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. <clears throat> Which is very, very important. Well, they're more particularly, <clears throat> I think, supervising because, again, I think what we've done in the past is go over and build things for um, overseas countries and Timor-Leste is one of them. and. The Timorese sit around watching us, which nobody wants. Um, so it's important that supervision is important, but they're also, I guess, helping out in some ways. It's important because it gives them ownership of the project. They're yeah. likely to value it more if they're personally involved in its construction. And of course, water and sanitation is one of the six key focus points of Rotary. Uh, we take water and sanitation for granted in this country, but overseas in some third world countries of course that is just not a given. Yeah. Yes. Now you might mention another project that I'm aware of uh, the Sumba Eye program uh, that is another very important project that has been assisted by a global grant. Yeah this is a project um, that taking eye care to uh, Indonesian Ireland where a member of a club who's a ophthalmologist went over um, with a team of volunteers and, and, surge, and nurses and other um, associated people and it's been happening for many years to go over and perform both examinations and cataract surgery to these people and I think it's getting to a stage now where they're actually teaching the people over there to in fact carry out 
certainly the basic eye examinations and identifying the problems. They've, this has resulted in leaving a lot of equipment over there so it's easier for teams from other areas, I think particularly other areas in Indonesia, to carry on the work and this is part of what the foundation does is we need to make things sustainable. So it's not just a matter of going over there, doing some work, installing some water pumps and leaving. And I know the Rotary Foundation is very keen to ensure sustainability. It's not a matter of just setting up, you know, set and leave. Mm. Uh, it's a matter of it happening. If a tractor is provided, you've got to maintain the ability for that tractor to have parts to keep on working. And that is the good thing, is it not, about Rotary? It ensures continuity and ensures sustainability it, as part of the project. It, it does. And I think the other thing that's got to happen too is the community's got to want the project too. Not just it's not for us to say you need a toilet. The community um, has got to want it and ask for it and be involved in the planning of it. And that's a very important part of the whole of the scoping out of projects that foundation and clubs do, particularly at an international level. I'm glad you've said that because it's not a matter of Rotarians wanting to feel good and foisting projects onto overseas communities. You're quite right. Mm. It's a matter of them wanting it and appreciating it too and valuing the project. Well, Mark, thank you for telling us a little about you and your history in association with Rotary. How many years now, I should have asked you this right at the start, how many years have you been in Rotary doing all this work you're doing? Um, only eight. Only eight years. You've yeah. done more in eight years than a lot of people in Rotary do. I shouldn't be rude, but a lot of people do uh, a lot of very good work. But in eight years, you've done a lot of work and you're involved in a lot of major ways. Uh, and especially uh, being the partner of District Governor Bronwyn, you are going to be incredibly busy, even more so coming up in the new calendar year. And uh, I want to uh, take a little break now. And when we come back, what I'd like to do is talk to you about uh, what you are chairing and planning next year, a multi-district conference, a very big event in Melbourne. This is 94.1 FM, 3WBC, the voice of the Inner East. We're talking with Mark Stevens. He is Chair of Humanitarian Grants, both District and Global, in District 9800. And he also is the Chair of a new multi-district conference concept that will be held with Victorian districts in Melbourne in February next year. Mark, this multi-district conference is an innovation. How many Rotary districts will be involved and what are those districts? There are five Rotary districts in Victoria and four of them will be involved throughout. The fifth district, which is 9780, basically centred on Geelong, always have their, their conference in the hometown of the district governor. And uh, the district governor, Anthony Olson, is, lives in Maryborough and that's his club and he said it's very important to his club and his town and we all of the DGs actually understand that. He will be involved, I'm sure he'll send members of his district along and are involved in other aspects of the conference but won't actually have it as his conference. The other four districts in Victoria um, um, essentially our district, obviously 9800, we involve, we go up the Calder Highway to Echuca, 
involved clubs in the western side of Melbourne, the east side of Melbourne up to Baldwin. 9810 involves most of the rest of the suburbs of Melbourne and goes out to Yay. 9790 involves clubs along the Hume Highway in, into New South Wales and a few clubs in, around the top of the, the metropolitan area such as um, Preston and Sunbury and 9820 involves the rest of the clubs in, in Gippsland and Frankston Peninsula in the Mornington, Frankston and the Mornington Peninsula. So there was six and a half thousand Rotarians in those four, four districts plus partners who are potential attendees at the conference. Well, Mark, uh, traditionally, of course, each district has held its own conference. So why is a multi-district conference being undertaken? It, I think it's been an idea that's been in the minds of many Rotarians, particularly many Rotarians that have been involved in running a district conference or, or in the running of a district conference. I've been involved as a committee person in two district conferences. You think to yourself, this is a lot of work to get between three and 700 people attending. Um, why it consumes a large amount of time and a large amount of time of the district governor as well as everybody else. Why don't we all do it together? And about two and a half years ago, there was a conversation between our previous district governor, Peter Frew, and somebody from 9810 about why don't we run a multi-district conference. So he, Peter passed that on to Bronwyn and me and it reignited our passion or my passion to in fact do that. Why don't we just have one conference for four districts where we can have a lot of people, have great speakers come along, a great venue, present a whole variety of different things that people can choose, pick and choose from. And I believe the other important thing of a multi-district conference is why shouldn't city Rotarians understand what country Rotarians do and need? And why shouldn't we all be exposed to Victoria-wide um, projects? I think all of us that have been to international conventions see the internationality of Rotary. Well, it should be the same way in Victoria. And I also hope that what happens is, is we share resources across districts, all of us. Foundation committees in both all districts do the same thing, produce the same literature. And if we could share it and get the best of the best from each district, it would be fantastic. It sounds very logical and very sensible. Where is it going to be held and when exactly? It will be held in February, which the 16th and 17th of February 2019 at the Melbourne Convention Centre. There is nowhere else in Victoria where we can have a potential audience of 2,000 Rotarians. And we had to book it, it's earlier for our district and earlier for most districts. But it was, believe it or not, three years ago, or two years ago, the only time that was available at the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre. It's a good time of the year uh, because it'll be warm, it'll be mild, it'll be very pleasant, hopefully. Um, because of the nature of this one conference, how is it planned to be different in terms of its structure? Well, 
We are also involving youth and school age um, Rotary Associated um, clubs. There's a youth forum for the 18 to 30 year olds. Essentially there's a division of Rotary called Rotaract, but we will be stretching out, reaching out to youth in across Victoria to come along to the conference to really our motto there is to engage and empower youth of Victoria to strengthen Victorian communities, which and what we hope to do is both get young people interested in Rotary and Rotaract. Now those dates that you've just mentioned, 16 and 17 February, that's a weekend, is it yes. not? Yes. So that's going to give people uh, uh, an ease of attending, isn't it, really? Yes. And we've got an attractive registration price of $175 for the day and a half, which I think is within reach of most people. And when will the bookings open? They've opened already. We usually always open 1st of July. Um, there's early bird price till the 30th of November, and then the price will go up by $50, but it gives people time to plan. So, and The other part of the conference I should mention for Rotarians is one of the things that our past um, international president, who's Ian Risley from the Roach Club of Sandringham, has done over this past 18 months, is run peace forums throughout the world. One was held in Sydney in March during our conference, or whilst our conference was being held in Warrnambool. And what we've decided to do is run a, what's called a peace through service for, forum, which will be on Friday the 15th of February. Essentially what we want to do is concentrate on the way in which Rotary and our foundation works through the areas of um, focus that we've talked about earlier, such as water and sanitation, um, education and literacy, literacy um, maternal and child health, to bring about peace in a harmony sort of sense. So, the concept there is, of course, people who have water to drink, food to eat, there's not conflict within that community. So that's our concept of peace, as well as the important aspect of, that Rotary is, undertakes, and particularly our district undertakes, in peace and conflict resolution, and the, the um, awarding of peace scholars, which we've done for ever since it's been available through the foundation and we're the only district in the world that's always had a peace scholar. It's a, it's a fine thing and one of the key focus points of Rotary. Mark, you've said that the bookings are open. What is the medium uh, through which you can book? It's all done via the internet. The website's fairly simple, rotaryconference.org.au. Again? rotaryconference.org. And that is now for the conference, the multi-district conference that you're chairing. And congratulations, a great honour to be doing that. It's very, it very is, innovative. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously an incredible amount of work. I don't know how you maintain all these areas of your uh, working life. Uh, a fabulous uh, a conference that is lined up. Uh, have you got any speakers lined up yet or don't you want to divulge no, no, near we, the we, secrets? Well, we, we're for Rotarians, we've got Ian and Juliet Risley coming to talk to us. Um, we've got Noel Travaskas, who all of our Rotarians around, certainly Victorian Australia, would know because he was our 
an RI director for the last two years. We have a Grace Forrest from the Walk Free Foundation. Um, Grace is Twiggy's daughter, but she's ah, great right, yes, and big yes, yeah. in human slavery. And she will be presenting to us. We're going to have Grant Hackett talk, which I think will be fantastic. Grant's going to be involved with Australian Rotary Health um, t talking about depression and violence. And um, he g gave a great talk that we went to recently. Um, and we've got other people lined up who will be terrific. Um, there's Christine Nixon, who was the oh, police fascinating. commissioner. Fascinating. I'm going to ask Christine Nixon to talk on really essentially women leading a male-dominated organisation. And I, uh, I think that's sort of a, something that sort of resonates quite well with, with Rotarians in particular. So it will be a Rotary-focused conference, but we will have speakers that are inspiring as well. So, Well, that is a very good uh, uh, catch that you've got, that you've told us about. Those speakers are well-known in the community. And for those of you out there that are listening to this program and listening to Mark Stevens and haven't had much involvement in Rotary, now might be a very good time to initiate that involvement by coming along to the conference. I'll ask you again, Mark, the uh, contact details for booking are? Well, rotaryconference.org.au. Very, very easy, rotaryconference.org.au. Uh, you can book to come on and the price is? Well, if you're not a Rotarian or if you've only been in Rotary for less than two years, it's actually $125 for the two days, which I think is a fantastic, a fantastic value. Great value, great speakers and listeners, you would not hear speakers of that calibre individually uh, for that sort of price. So it's well worthwhile coming along and to get an insight into what Rotary does. So, Mark, um, it's been a real pleasure to hear from you this evening. Uh, I know that you do a lot of hard work personally, uh, and you do it in tandem, as I said a lot earlier, with maintaining that medical practice of yours, gastroenterology. Um, you know, once again, your work is very much in line with Rotary's annual theme in this Rotary year of Be the Inspiration, which teams very, very nicely with our overarching motto service above self mark stevens good luck with your planning and thank you again for talking to the rotary radio show thanks Ian. it's been a pleasure thank you for listening to this podcast this podcast was produced and presented by ian salick of rotary district 9800 in victoria australia more podcasts can be found on itunes by typing into your browser Rotary Radio, Doing Good in Victoria, or alternatively, by going to the Rotary District 9800 website at www.rotarydistrict9800.org.au and clicking on Rotary Radio.